This is so wizarding. You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're the people going to die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 398 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. You're fucking late again. And the expert, Mr. Mark Mark Ellis Ray. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week we've got some news to discuss including our first look at marvel's miss marvel television series and then we're going to review the full first season of peacemaker from hbo max and the dceu before we get into all that how the hell is everyone doing markellis reagan's how are you uh, I'm doing good. I realize that the Oscars are coming up next week, and I have not watched hardly any of the uh, nominees. So as soon as I'm done editing this uh, episode, I'm going to be trying to catch up on uh, these uh, Oscar-nominated movies. Half of them will probably put me to sleep, but, uh, you know, it's part of the job. Skip licorice pizza. I don't think I can. We sucked ass. Oh, I'm glad you suffered through it. <laughs> Serves you right. <laughs> Well, it's a good thing I didn't agree to do an Oscar preview episode this year. Uh, Amanda, good friend of the podcast, one of our family members, Amanda, was like, oh, are you guys you want me to come on and uh, preview the Oscars this year? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, no, probably not. I haven't watched like 75% of the movies. So I don't know if I could, uh, I could make an accurate assumption of what was being nominated. But it's okay. There's always the MTV Movie Awards. Yes. Best action scene. Checking it off right now. Best kiss. I don't know what other categories they have. Do they even still have that thing? I have no idea. You're probably better off uh, representing the fucking Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Did you go to the parade yesterday? As uh, some of you may know, or as we record, it is close to St. Patrick's Day and where we live here in Western Massachusetts has the biggest well, one of the biggest uh, St. Patrick's Day parade in the entire country. And that's in Hoyoke, Massachusetts. Marcellus Reagans, did you go to the parade? I did go to the parade. Yes. Yes. It is uh, because of where I live. I live in the same town as the parade and I live pretty close to it. So yeah, it's, it's within walking distance of my house. Uh, and it was a parade. Lots of uh, bagpipes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> marching bands. And uh, slow cars with people waving by and about a thousand Colleen floats going by. Oh, um, yeah. I, my main thing of going to these parades is just to get some uh, some good carny food. You know what I mean? Because I don't have to walk far. And usually, you know, Sunday morning I'm pretty hungover. So it's like I can go and get some greasy food to eat on a Sunday uh, Sunday afternoon or whatever. But the lines were so crazy, man. Like by the time I got to like 
the the food thing. They were like, all right, we're out of uh, fries, we're out of this, we're out of that. I'm like, oh, so fuck. So that was kind of a bust. But uh, did you get anything? Oh yeah, yeah. I got some, you know, regular like uh, dogs and you know Italian sausage and the green cotton candy, that type of shit. But um, yeah, there wasn't really that many food trucks around and when i like i said when i finally got there like most of the good stuff was gone but you know i got to walk around walk some of that that food off and see a bunch of drunk people saw uh uh not another <laughs> nerdy podcast uh, host jay money as i'm sitting in my apartment i hear him yelling my name from outside as per usual so uh, i saw him on the way back and talked to him for a minute excellent well at least you got some yeah. terrible for you foods so that was definitely worth it so yes awesome Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you? I'm surviving. Started a new job. Um, so that's nice. I'm still working my other job too. So I'm working two jobs. Um, I haven't really done much. I'm taking a security class. It's not as exciting as my life has been. Are you feeling really secure after taking this class? <laughs> no, I don't think I ever can feel secure. I'm like the <laughs> least secure human being in the entire world. Well, that's unfortunate, but we're glad you're here, even though you are a very busy and very passionate woman. So, and How are you doing, Joey? Uh, I'm fine. I haven't done anything exciting. All I've been doing is working and sleeping. And this weekend, all I did was sleep and work and watch a couple movies. And we went to my mother-in-law's house for the traditional St. Patrick's Day food. We had some corned beef uh, sandwiches. We had corned beef and cabbage, and you can make your own sandwiches, too. So that was that's good. We have that every year at my in-law's house, and I hate the parade, so I didn't go near that thing. I'm not Irish, and I don't drink, so it's really not for me. But I do like the, the meat. So. Right. <laughs> so at least to get something cool out of it. So that was it. That was my excitement. I made sandwiches. So fantastic. Hopefully uh, in the future, there'll be much more exciting things happening in my life besides getting sandwiches. But for right now, that's all I have. So <laughs> Awesome. Enough about us, though. Let's talk about us. Markellis Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Is Your Podcast. All right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our Tee Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey.
I think we just need an Excelsior. Excelsior! No, that's not good. Excelsior! Fucking fantastic. All right. We got news to discuss, Marcellus Riggins. Let's drop the drop. And let's talk the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news, boy. All right, so this week in Nerdy News, we have an announcement for a sequel uh, that is super hot off the press. The movie just came out a few months ago uh, and did something pretty rare. A movie that was released in January actually made money and was actually good. Hard to believe. But Scream, a.k.a. Scream 5, is getting the next chapter. Scream 6 or Scream 2, I'm not sure how they're going to uh, uh, categorize this, uh, has been announced for March 31st, 2023. So a year from now, we will be talking about the next chapter in the Scream saga. Uh, I like the last one. I thought it was decent. Um, actually, I thought it was really good. It, it really impressed me, and it made me appreciate the other Scream movies a lot more. Uh, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the next one. Same writers, same directors. Uh, Courtney Cox is definitely coming back, and that's all we got for the cast. Uh, but how excited are you guys for the next Scream movie? Arby, I don't even... Did you even see the last one, part five? No, and I don't want to <laughs> see this one. I don't give a shit. Ooh. Well, you know what, Aubrey? Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're not going to make you watch this. Uh, Joey, are you excited for Scream 6 hyphen Scream 2 from the dir- same directors as the last one? Well, we liked the last one. Um, I, I, that girl had really cool eyebrows. <laughs> sure. I hope she'll come back. Um, I don't really need to see any more of the original cast. I know that there's no way in hell they're not going to bring him back, but uh, I'm all sad. I don't need to see. Uh, well, I mean, Nev Campbell was okay, I guess, in that one, but I, I don't need to see, like, the Beware the Ravages of Age Courtney Cox um, anymore. Uh, it looked like she couldn't even move her face. It was, it was just awful. Um, I don't need, I don't need to see her on screen anymore. So I, I would be happy if they moved away from the original characters and the nostalgia bait of it and then just went full on bore with something else. Uh, but I did like part five. So, you know, uh, we'll see. I mean, are they going to fall into the trap now of uh, we're going to make a bunch of sequels that have diminishing returns and then we have to go away for 10 years or uh, I'm not really sure. We'll have to make a bad MTV TV show first and then we'll go away for a few years. I'm not really sure what the uh, plan is there but yeah man i mean i liked it i just don't know how it fits storyline wise or like what the storyline would even fucking be is uh her dad's ghost still going to be there like giving her advice um i don't know this i didn't feel like the ending of this one like screamed i screamed uh, screamed i need a sequel but i obviously we're gonna get one so hopefully it's as good quality as this one was that's the best i can say Obviously, we'll watch it on the podcast. I don't know if we'll make Aubrey watch it, but me and you will definitely watch it. Yeah, it does seem pretty odd that they've rushed this movie so quickly. I think the same thing happened between the first one and the second one. So maybe they're just trying to keep speed with, you know, the original Scream and the second Scream. Maybe they're just trying to keep the same speed. It seems weird that they already have a story that's been greenlit and ready to go in front of the cameras like in a few months to be released a year from now. It seems pretty fast. It's so. trash. <laughs> but the fifth one was actually good, Aubrey. It was actually a decent mm. story. 
we 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 probably will not make you watch it. Although <laughs> some of the recent stuff we made you watch is a lot worse than Scream. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm seriously. Gonna, I'm going to put that out there right now. <laughs> so if you can handle some of the other stuff that we made you watch, you can probably handle a Scream movie. Um, but yeah, we got the date, March 31st, 2023, Scream 6, I guess is the name of it, uh, coming next year. All right, so then in uh, other news, in Marvel news, we finally got an official look at some footage from Miss Marvel. Uh, they dropped a teaser trailer last week, and it kind of shows what a little bit more of what we've already seen image-wise, but we get to see it in action. Gives you a little idea of how the show might be presenting itself. Uh, so I've never read Miss Marvel as a comic book. Uh, I did read a few of the, uh, I want to say like Young Avengers, New Avengers, all New Avengers uh, that she was in with Miles Morales. And I watched a little bit of the cartoon show, um, but I'm not super familiar with the character, but I don't know. I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. Uh, what did you guys think of it? Let's start with Aubrey. It looks really cool. It gives me like the the Mitchells versus the machine vibes um, mm. with like the text in the air and stuff like that. That's really mm. cool and um, whimsical and stuff. So, I mean, it, it'll probably be kind of cute and kitschy and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't have much distrust for Marvel mm-hmm. Studios, so I can't say that I'm going to hate it. Um, I do think it's going to have its target audience. That is not me, but I might appreciate it for what it is. All right. All right. Joey, what about you, man? How do you feel about this? Uh, the footage that you saw from Miss Marvel? It's like trash. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo this man! No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kind of kidding, I guess. Um, it's nice to see a project. Uh, for Marvel, uh, one of these TV projects that isn't super dark or kind of more mature themed. I think we've been going further and further in that direction. And they put all the Netflix stuff on Disney Plus and Moon Knight's supposed to be really dark. And um, it, it's nice to have something that uh, allegedly, I mean, I haven't seen the show, but it looks like it's it's targeted towards younger kids, not super young kids, but, you know tweens and teens uh younger kids that might like marvel stuff so it's nice to see that um you know we did see that it's set in high school and there are girls being mean to each other in it <laughs> um so i don't know so, might right be up my alley yeah, so this is a show of the year for you as far as you're concerned <laughs> i don't know we'll see but I, I it's it's a weird project for me with mcu because I would say this is the very first uh, MCU project I have zero attachment to. So mm-hmm. I've never read any of, her, of the comics, not a fan of the character, not in like a bad way. I just like I'd never read it um, and I'd have no like interaction with Miss um, Marvel or anything like that. I never read the books. So it's not like this is something from comics when I was a kid or a teenager or even a young adult. What reading these books like, oh, I can't wait for such and such storyline to come to life. Like I'm foaming at the mouth for Armor Wars because it's one of my favorite Iron Man stories of all time from back in the 80s. I have zero like nostalgia pull for Ms. Marvel. So now it's a strange place. It's from I am coming at this like from a normie um, like perspective. Now, I don't know anything about this and I want to see what it's going to do. But if it like changes her powers for example i know a lot of people have been losing their goddamn minds because they changed her powers um uh, i don't really care because i never read the fucking books so 
okay, so her powers are a little different, whatever, you know. I'm interested to see what it what it has to do and bring to the table. Looks cute, kind of fun. Um, I don't know if it's really going to be all for me, even though, you know, it does have girls being mean to each other in high school. It might be too kitty or it might be too girly. I don't know, but I'm willing to give it a chance. And I like to see that they're at least doing something different. It's not just going to be dark, 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 or just two adults. Not that Marvel League is too adult, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Moon Knight's supposedly going to be pretty mature. So it's nice to go in the opposite direction a little bit too. So I don't know. I never read the book, so I'm, I'm just excited for what I see, but not, I have no idea. I have no idea what's. I don't even know what the story is going to be, other than it's Ms. Marvel. Right, right. Well, we're we're moving into a really interesting timeline right now, where these Disney Plus Marvel shows are not based on characters that we were familiar with in the movies. Uh, like we all, we all, everybody knows who Loki is and who, uh, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier is and all of that. But uh, you know, Moon Knight, I think, is going to be the, one of the first shows that's like we don't we haven't been introduced to this character yet. So this is going to be like the first kind of mark is can Marvel do a real superhero show on Disney without there being any kind of a prerequisite before it, any kind of footage of this character before that. And uh, I think uh, Moon Knight actually almost might get more of a pass towards that than this, because at least Moon Knight has, you know, Oscar Isaac, uh, Ethan Hawke. So even you may not know, much about Moon Knight or anything, you at least are like, well, I like that actor or or this actor or both those actors or we've said on the show a million times, like Ethan Hawke generally does not pick shitty stuff to be in. So you're like, okay, there's got to be something to this where this like it's some girl that I've, it's her first <laughs> role. We don't, we've never seen her in anything before. Um, apparently, she's like 19 or 20 years old, but she looks like she's 11. Wow. <laughs> so I mean, good for her. You know, when that eventually catches up and, you know, she's going to love it when she's like 40 and she's playing a 19 year old. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, you're right. You're 100 percent right. It's 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 got to stand on its own as a show. Right. Right. And, you know, in an alternate universe, there would be a Moon Knight movie with Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac. There probably wouldn't be a Miss Marvel movie uh, starring Iman Van- Vellani, who is a newcomer. But from what I can see in the trailer, like like Aubrey said, I like the the how they're leaning into the real stylistic images of it with the, the word bubbles, you know, popping above her head. It gives a real, um, like into the spider verse type of vibe to it. Uh, and it, it, it's a comic book movie that's really leaning into its comic book roots, uh, which is something that the MCU hasn't really done. I mean, Taika Watiti kind of did it a little bit in a uh, Ragnarok, but I think this is going a little bit further ahead. And, um, yeah, with Marvel, they did, you know, the runaway show, and a cloak and dagger show, and those shows were you know teenage Marvel characters, but they were taking themselves very seriously. It's nice to see a character that's like having fun, just doing some fun shit that's not Peter Parker. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's gonna be really cool. I think the trailer looks awesome. I am actually really looking forward to this. And she'll be in the Marvels next year too. So this is introducing her for that. Yeah, yeah, you know, and if the show is really good, just, just imagine like she might even get the uh, Andrew Garfield moment where she appears on screen and the crowd goes nuts. I mean, I just don't stand in front of Brie Larson, please. <laughs> Movie kid blocking the view. Uh, so, uh, Miss Marvel will be streaming June eighth, coming up soon. It's already on the calendar. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for the news. 
Wow. All right. Well, that's some pretty exciting stuff going on. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk all about Peacemaker season one. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual live stream for The Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. And we are back. All right, guys. We all had a chance to check out Peacemaker on HBO Max Season 1 from James Gunn spinning off from The Suicide Squad. And uh, releasing, I believe it was weekly, whenever it released out on HBO Max. Uh, Delayed watching it for a while. Give everybody a chance to get caught up and see it all. But if you haven't watched it yet, we're going to at least go non-spoiler at first. Then we'll play the sound drop delineating spoilers. So if you need to catch up, finish up the season, you can do that before you come back and hear some more of what we thought. But to get started, Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds, what did you think of Peacemaker? I actually didn't mind it. I know that. um, Never mind. I didn't mind it. Okay. That's it, though. Just didn't mind it. It was only okay. Yeah, I mean, it had its moments of being really funny. It wasn't like I was dying to watch everything um, and waiting for it to come out and, like, super excited about it in general. It was just, I mean, it was good for what it was. I'm glad that it was on HBO Max and it was free. And Well, I mean, we have to pay for HBO Max. But. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But it, it, it wasn't like um, Watchmen where I loved it. It was, it was funny. I'm glad it was eight episodes. That was uh, a relief. Because I feel like any longer it would have made it lose that mm-hmm. uh, kind of funniness. It wouldn't have been as great as it was if it was longer. It would have been too drawn out. Yeah, I don't but, think this was made for a 22-episode CW season. So Yeah, but I think James Gunn did a really good job with what he had. And with DC and everything, I really liked pieces of it that I don't want to spoil. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate it by any means. It was good. All right. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a very strong endorsement coming from you. Let's, let's just say it there. Okay. I know. Uh, it's, it's a very <laughs> tall order for me. <laughs> Markellis Reagans. What did you think of Peacemaker? Uh, I thought it was all right. Oh boy. I know everyone is like losing their shit over how great the show is. And I'm watching it and I'm going, I don't see it. Like, I, mean, I like James Gunn and I, I like the Suicide Squad. Not enough to own it, but I did like it. But I I don't see why this show is like I don't see why everyone is like jizzing themselves over the show. I don't I don't get it. Hmm. All right. Um I really liked this show. Of course you did. <laughs> what 
is that supposed to mean? Nothing. Keep going. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, No, I thought it was funny and entertaining the entire time I watched it. I will agree with Aubrey, though, that it's at eight, seven, eight episodes is around where it needed to be. Like, I, I don't know if I could have gone 12 episodes, 10 episodes. I never felt like I was every week going, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch Peacemaker right now. I can't, can't get home. I can't get home and watch Peacemaker. I never, I never felt that way ever. Um, I did enjoy watching it while I watched it. The soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it's like all freaking hair metal and shit. <laughs> I was dying. Um, I did like the soundtrack a lot. Right. If you're of my age, uh, which is also around Mark Ellis's age. But I I mean, we grew up in different places, Mark. I don't know how big a part of your youth Pretty Boy Floyd was. But. I have no idea who the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> they were like like D-grade uh, hair band, like really <laughs> cheesy hair metal band. <laughs> Nope, I missed I missed all of that. Yeah, so there was a lot of uh, hilarious uh, hair metal stuff in there. I think at the end of episode one, um, I watch everything with subtitles on because I'm an old man, and it's like Tiger Tales plays softly in the distance. So I'm like, oh my god, Tiger Tales! Like, how does anyone even know what that is? <laughs> I, w- I would think it, I would think it'd be like me, the aforementioned Jay Money, and like maybe two other people on the planet. <laughs> even know who tiger tails are the people in the band don't even know who tiger tails are. <laughs> but uh you know i enjoyed it for what it was when i watched it and i liked it we'll just put that out i liked it aubrey said it was okay mark was not so high on it so that's kind of where we're at i don't think any of us are telling you not to watch it so i think that's uh one thing to take away from it if you like uh the suicide squad i think you should check it out and maybe come back and listen to the rest of us as we spoil it. So go away if you haven't watched it yet. The rest of you stick around. Let's drop the drop. And let's spoil The Peacemaker. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. <laughs> All right. I'm going to put you on the spot, Mark. You're the one with the uh, least highest opinion of the show so far. Yeah. What were things that you liked about the show? Uh, I liked some of the characters. I liked uh, um, Adebayo, who was, oh yeah, we're in spoilers, who was uh, Waller's daughter. I thought her character arc was good. I enjoyed it by the time it got to the end of the story, uh, which is, you know, about episode seven is when I started to like her. And I really liked her in the finale. But the six episodes before that, I'm like, fuck this character. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, just didn't care. Uh, I liked Eagly for some reason. I, I was hoping Eagly would get a little bit something more to do towards the end. Uh, but I thought, you know, I thought it was a, a weird addition that I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with this character. But I was I was happy when he showed up. Uh, I was a little disappointed that he turned out to be a kind of a moron towards the end. I really wanted him <laughs> to do some cool shit at the end of it. And, you know, I did kind of like the really stupid Justice League cameo at the end. Just the fact that they were able to to pull that off. Uh, I give them props for that. The scene was cringy. But the fact that James Gunn had the balls to, like, try to do that. And DC was like, and Warner Brothers DC was like, oh, yeah, yeah, go right ahead. That, that's fine. I appreciated that. Oh, and I like the, um, fuck, I like the, as sad as it was, the Peacemaker story about his brother. Uh, it was fucking heartbreaking, but uh, I thought that was done really well. It was, it was 
cool to because you know they they kind of built it up through the whole season like what the fuck happened to his brother what happened to his brother and then when they show it it's like oh shit that's like gruesome so then you you know you kind of that's the first moment that i actually started to feel something for the character um and then the rest of the show happened and i'm like bad whatever so uh, yeah so those are those are some of the things that i liked about it all right what did you think about the intro yeah, people. Okay, <laughs> Uh-oh. people are like losing their fucking mind over how awesome this intro was, and I'm like, all right. The first time I saw it, I thought it was yeah, it, it's unusual. It's you know, James Gunn and his 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 element. That's fine. And then I watched it again for the second time, and then it became like like if I actually pressed the skip button, like assassins would have come out of nowhere and like you know, trank me or something. So the first couple of times I thought it was okay. I didn't really give a shit around three, four, five, and six. And then right around seven, it started to get funny again. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate it. But I don't, again, I don't see why people are jizzing in pants over the fucking intro. It's it's just, it's it's humorous once. I don't see how it's humorous eight times. Okay. All right. Mr. Debbie Downer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, what are some things you liked about Peacemaker? Well, I liked the intro. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Um I also liked the Justice League cameo. Um I thought that that was hysterical. I liked Eagley. I like Vigilante. He is he he stole the show for me. He was my favorite character hands down. I liked the story. It was weird uh that butterflies are taking over the world. You know, that was kind of fucking weird, but it it was almost kind of funny too. Because it's like, of course, this is the problem with Peacemaker is that fucking butterflies are taking over the world. I like how John Cena was like, I don't like John Cena, but I like him in this role because it's like, this is a fucking John Cena is playing Peacemaker. And he it's like he doesn't take himself seriously, but he's serious in the role. It's it's very interesting. Um, I, I also like the soundtrack to this whole show. It was fucking amazing. I'm pretty sure I heard Foxy Shazam at one point and I was like, no way Foxy, Foxy Shazam isn't played in anything there. The humor hit just right. It's kind of like this dry (laughs) humor and that's the humor for me. That is the stuff that I enjoy. And yeah, I mean, everybody did really good. It, it was good being eight episodes. I think if it was longer, I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much. But it, it was good where it was. It was good writing, good directing, everything. Cool. All right. Well, um, I love the intro, and I think it's right up there in the world of no skip with a lot of other classic TV episodes, uh, intros. So. Uh, I wouldn't say it's up to the level of Evangelion yet, but I definitely don't <laughs> skip either of those intros when watching either thing. So I did like it. I think it was hilarious. I, I didn't know I needed Robert Patrick pelvic thrusting in my life until the show came out. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I like the show a lot. I think John Cena is actually hilarious in this. Um, him and uh, I really did like Vigilante a lot too. Mark, did you not like Vigilante? Um, yeah, I liked him for what he was, but the you know we'll get into the things I don't like afterwards. Right? Okay. Okay. Don't ruin it. Don't spoil it. Um, yeah, I liked him and Vigilante uh, a lot in the show. Um, I really liked uh, Harcourt. 
Uh, I know that's James Gunn's like fiance slash wife, but I thought she was smoking hot and she's pretty badass in the show. So I did like her a lot in the show. Um, I liked some of the relationship between Peacemaker and Adebayo. Um, sometimes it was really uneven and weird at places, but mm. a lot of times when it was the two of them just quipping off each other, it really worked well and it was pretty funny. The soundtrack obviously was awesome. Um, we talked about that a little bit already, but when he was on his bed crying, listening to Firehouse was <laughs> I was fucking rolling, dude. Oh, my God. I actually added uh, Firehouse into my uh, playlist for the gym just after the show. So so there you go. Got one good thing out of it for uh, for hair metal. Yeah, I liked, I liked the action, the gore. I mean, there's a lot to like here. I thought the Justice League scene at the end of the at this of the series was uh, was was funny. Um, I, I wish we could have seen Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman. Like, why didn't we see them? Probably cost too much money. Yeah, that's true. We didn't even see Jason Batman. Momoa was probably the only one that was like, "Yeah, that sounds really funny. I'll do that." Yeah. Um, the Flash took a few minutes off from choke slamming women to. Uh, oh my to god! You need to really stop bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I thought that was funny. Uh, I didn't. I had it ruined by Twitter, so it wasn't a surprise to me. But um, I was surprised they pulled it off. And even stranger is that they filmed it with uh, Marvel's crew. So, oh wow, <laughs> it's ballsy. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were. I think he was working on Guardians of the Galaxy three. And they just use the camera crew and stuff to film that real quick. So Marvel. I wonder why it doesn't suck. (laughs) Marvel was cool with it. Um, DC was cool with it. So I guess uh, DC had let the guy that plays Mern do um, some sort of screen testing using uh, cameras and stuff from making Peacemaker for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, So it was kind of like a scratch my back, scratch yours type thing. That makes sense because I know he's playing a big character in uh, Guardians Volume 3. Yeah, allegedly he's playing the High Evolutionary, which means absolutely nothing to you, but is a cool character. Um, (laughs) That should be interesting. I don't know if he'll be in a pink armor, but maybe he will be. That'd be cool. Anyway, uh, I liked just about everybody in the show. The storyline was a little strange and a little all over the place, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, And it was funny. It was never um, laugh out loud funny. I don't think there was many times where I was falling off the chair, like dying, but there was a lot of sensible chuckles. Um, I think the funniest moment in the whole show, to me at least, I don't know, maybe you guys, I just my sense of humor, was uh, Vigilante trying to break him out of jail. There's a trash can and there's those police officers just sitting there and he goes over and is like struggling to slowly move the trash can down the hill to throw it at the window. Uh, I I don't know why, but that just absolutely fucking slayed me. Um, Otherwise, you know, it wasn't I wasn't like belly laughing or anything, but I I was chuckling throughout the show at certain jokes and things. So and of course, everybody loves eagerly. So. You know, you can't go wrong with that. That was pretty funny. That was handled a lot better than I thought it would. Um, and it was funny. So, you know, for the most part, I just enjoyed it. And it was funny and it had a cool soundtrack. Um, but I know you're chopping at the bit, Mark. <laughs> what are some things you did not like about this show? Uh, I'm not really chomping at the, at the bit. Um, for this type of show. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Is every character on a show a complete asshole? Yes. All right. That's what I thought. And I'm waiting for 
All right, so this is a this is a horrible comparison, and I apologize to everyone <laughs> listening. But the boys is another R rated. What? Boys. Mm. Uh, the boys is another R rated comic book TV show with a bunch of people that are assholes. But the difference with that show is that they at least have one character in there that is somewhat redeemable. Well, they have more than one, but at least they have one that's somewhat redeemable that you kind of want to see them progress through this incredible world of of super-powered assholes. Peacemaker, everyone is shitty, even um, Adebayo. When she had like the the journal that she snuck into the house, I'm like, fuck, come on. Is there one character in here that I actually can somewhat like and want to survive by the end of the show? If the, they uh cute Asian police chief that get taken over by Yeah, that she she if episodes what one through five, she was great and then she dies and gets taken yeah. over by the boss. So fuck that. No. <laughs> Every every character in the show, including John Cena, though I will admit, him uh, berating those kids in the classroom was fucking hilarious. That I thought was great. But still, he's an asshole who barely learns a lesson. And Vigilante is even worse than that. And then Hardcore is even worse than that. And then um, Economos is even worse than that. Like, they're all jerks. Mern, I'm like, fuck, is there any character in there that I even want to root for in the slightest bit? I kind of hope the butterflies take over the world and just kill everyone. I didn't even give a shit by the time we got <laughs> to the end. And then you have uh, to, Judo master. There's somebody you could cheer for. Yeah, I like that he was like eating constantly, <laughs> eating snacks every time you saw him. That I thought was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I didn't care about him either. So yeah, there was nothing... Like you said, there was like humorous things, but no real belly laughs. There was nothing really that like engripped me to the story until the very end. Until until um, Adebayo put on a helmet and tried to do the uh, the rocket launcher thing. <laughs> like that was awesome. Like that's when I liked her character, like actually kind of getting into it. And then she exposes the whole you know Argus thing, but. Yeah, there was nothing for me personally that gripped me into the show at all. Whereas in the boys, they're assholes and you can't wait to see them all pay for the shit that they've been doing. That's intriguing to me. Peacemaker, there's nothing that, you know, butt rock aside, there's nothing that really drives me into the show at all. All right. All right. Uh, Aubrey Litchfield, anything you didn't like about the show? No, I can't say that there was anything that I hated. Honestly, it just was okay. All right. Um, you know, for me, I think the storyline was kind of a mess. I don't know if you guys felt that way. Um, I thought it was a mess, but I kind of liked that it was a mess. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not a mess in a bad way where I'm like, this doesn't make sense or I can't follow it. It was just it was a little all over the place. And it it was like, you know. Like we have this B storyline of his dad is uh, the white dragon. Mm -hmm. But then the other storyline is like alien uh, bugs. They, I don't know. They just felt like it's kind of like disconnected storylines almost. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. One of either or could have been the story of the season and it would have been fine just leaving the other part alone. No, they, I, I mean, you got some laughs out of them and stuff, but. I mean, I would have been perfectly fine with us not finding out about his dad until next year, next next season. You know, we didn't need to have that crammed into this season. 
that was you know I, I understand what you're saying, Mark, about there not being any uh, <laughs> any characters to cheer for. Um, and I've just been thinking about it since you said it. I don't think there really are any <laughs> characters to cheer for. Right. And see, and and really quickly, no characters that I real really feel attached to. And just like you said, a storyline that isn't really compelling. So mm-hmm. it was that's two doors that's closed to me while watching the show. Yeah, I can continue. No, the 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 hook, at least for me, was uh, the humor and the soundtrack and uh, some attractive females in the show. Like that was <laughs> the hook for me. Like the um, the storyline was not driving me every week. Like I said, I'm not. I was not at the edge of my seat desperately waiting to hit play on Wednesdays or whatever this dropped. I couldn't even tell you what day this dropped (laughs) and I watched it every week. It was Thursdays and I usually forgot about it until about Sunday. Right. And that's a failure of the storyline, especially when you're dropping something weekly. Um, Were there cool, funny moments like when he (laughs) was singing into that vibrator in his underwear and the girl beats him up because she was a butterfly and he explodes her. Yeah, that was hilarious. You know, Um, when he killed his dad or didn't kill his dad. You know, there were lots of funny moments. Uh, and by funny, I mean, like, I was like, ha, ha, ha. not like, again, I wasn't falling out of my chair laughing, but there were enjoyable, funny scenes and stuff. But there was never a drive watching it where I was like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next week? I can't wait. I have to watch it when I get home. Uh, there's all sorts of shows that we've watched for this that have been weekly, like The Boys, uh, like The Mandalorian. A lot of the Disney Plus stuff, especially WandaVision and Loki, uh, where I've been like, I have to watch this immediately. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm calling my I'm texting my son. Like, when I get home, we're going to watch a Mandalorian. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, this I never felt like that for this. And, and a couple of times I just let it build up for a couple of weeks. So I would not watch it on Thursday. The next thing I knew, it was almost Thursday the next week. And I just watched two episodes that night instead. There was never a oomph to the storyline. And, and that's not to say the storyline's bad because it's fine. It just didn't have a oomph to it. I don't know if that's because it was written quickly during the pandemic or what, or or they wrote, you know, he came up with all these ideas for scenes first and then plugged them into whatever he could because there's some really funny, cool scenes. It just never really all smoked together into one big cohesive storyline that I was head over heels in love with. So. Um, the other thing is, isn't it something that we've seen in some of the things we've watched in the past? And I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it kind of goes to what you said, Mark, where everyone's an asshole, but everyone's an asshole and everyone makes quips all the time. Yeah. So it's, there isn't a straight man. <laughs> like everybody's hilarious. So it almost feels like no one gives a shit about what's happening. And if they don't, the characters in the show don't give a shit. Like, why should I give a shit? Like, it's not everybody can has to take the piss out of everything all the time. Like not everything always has to be a joke. It's not as bad in this as it was in like zombie land two, for example, where you literally were just like, what is this? Like, did they do they have a script? Like they just walking sarcastically through scene to scene. Um, but a lot of times there was just a little too much humor or some of the characters were just a little too goofy where you never felt a sense of impending danger or anything for any of the characters in the show. Even when people were getting shot and killed, uh, characters were getting hurt. I never thought no one was going to make it out. Oh, my God, dude. Can I just really quickly talk about how we all saw the Suicide Squad and mm-hmm. Peacemaker got shot in the neck, right? Yeah. <laughs> he gets shot in the throat. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, obviously he's going to have a scar or 
that's going to play into his comeback in the show. They barely mention it. <laughs> He's up and around talking normally. Totally fine. I'm like, what the fuck? And then Hardcore at the end of it, she gets shot the fuck up. And I'm like, oh, she's dead. She's dead, dead. But nope, she's fine. Oh, I knew there's nothing was going to happen to her. She's got the most <laughs> plot armor of any character in the history of television. Uh, well, she's husband. in Black Adam and everything. Really? I was going to say her husband uh, is is writing the show, so she's not going anywhere. Plus, she's hot. <laughs> she kind of looks like Lady Loki. Okay. Yeah. Well, I liked her, too. So I see that. <laughs> I don't know. I have a thing for uh, blonde women with strong personalities. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, you know, I mean, that was really it. Again, there was nothing in the show that was egregious or that made me say I don't like the show or this is stupid or whack or offensive. You know, it just never came all together to be a perfect experience, which and a super like awesome season. I'm still sitting here laughing about things that happened throughout the season, like you said, Mark. Um, Adebayo, um using the rocket helmet or, <laughs> yeah. you know, different stuff happening throughout the season. I, I'm, I'm laughing at or, you know, uh, Judo Master, Judo Master eating Cheetos all the time, uh, you know, different things that happened. Fucking, uh, uh, vigilante moving the fucking trash can, you know, I, but I'm never I'm not sitting here saying, oh, wasn't that a cool storyline or wasn't that cool when this happened to right. that character? Like, no, I'm 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 just thinking about like, oh, this is cool, like joke. Yeah, like what's his name getting his scene? Um, Economos getting a scene where he kills the gorilla with a chainsaw, mm-hmm. which is fucking brutal. And you're like, oh, good for him for the character. But then he, he like fucking breaks his legs or some shit at the end. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it just it just was a little weird to me. So, the, like, storyline wise, it never really connected. But, you know, other than that, there wasn't anything super egregious that I did not like about it. So I guess the only thing left is to give it a score. Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds, on a scale of zero to five, with five being the absolute best and zero being the absolute worst. What do you have for Peacemaker season one? Um, I'm going to give it a three point five. All right. You're going to watch season two. If all right. In a world where we weren't going to force you to watch season two anyway, would you watch season two? Maybe eventually. Mm -hmm. Okay, understandable. Do you want them to keep the same intro or change it up to something different but similar? Oh, if they change it up to something similar, that'd be even better. Okay. Markellis Reagans, what do you got? Uh, well, I will say that I, I, they did release that James Gunn was going to be writing and directing all of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really going to get to see, I mean, not that we, not that we got a, a tame version of his, his, his uh, ideas in the first season, but this is really going to be all James Gunn all the time. So I think the second season is going to be better. This one, I'm going to give it a, a two and a half because it's, you know, there's interesting things in there. There's good stuff in there. But man, I, again, I hate to compare it to the other R-rated superhero TV show that's streaming. But that one feels more balls to the wall and more engrossing in in what's going to be happening to these characters. In Peacemaker, I couldn't give a shit about any of these characters, barely at all. Do you want them to change the uh, intro up or leave it the same? Please, God, change the intro. Um, <laughs> nothing. I mean, it's fine for what it is, but, you know, I want, you know, you let's see if you can recapture some of that magic. Let's see if you can do something else uh, that's going to make people go nuts over uh, awkward, awkward dance moves to uh, hair metal <laughs> theme songs. 
Maybe uh, oh, season two. Awkward dance <laughs> Maybe season two could be set in like Japan, and it could be like an anime type <laughs> opening. I'd be down for that. And of course, you're going to watch season two, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like James Gunn. I think he's a really good filmmaker. I know a lot of people shit on Guardians Volume Two. I fucking love that movie. I don't understand that at all. I, I love fucking that love that movie. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. That movie fucking rules. Um, so yeah, that I'm all- scene where he kills all of the uh, Ravagers with the the arrow. Yes, and he's just walking around. That's fucking amazing. I love that's <laughs> badass. Like, how could anyone not like that movie anyway? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I, I'm a big James Gunn fan. I'm definitely going to check out season two. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm wavering all over the place with the score for this. Like I said, there is stuff I really liked in it. Um, but as a TV show, I don't know if it gets there really. I don't think it really sticks it as a TV show, as a collection of scenes that were somewhat funny to hilarious and are memorable. Sure. Uh, but as a TV show, I don't think it, it gets all over the hump. Um, I'm going to go three out of five. Mm. I think I could probably blow on that and make it a three and a half, depending on my mood. But sitting here talking it out with you guys, I'm feeling three. Um, I'm all in for season two, of course. Uh, I do, like Mike Markell said, I love James Gunn. Like 99.9% of the stuff he's done, um, not just Marvel stuff, but like Slither was awesome. Yes. Uh, his involvement even though he didn't direct it, but the Belko experiment was really cool. Um, he's got a cool sensibility and a cool sense of humor. Uh, I just don't know how affected by COVID this might've been. I know he wrote it mostly during COVID and was shot a lot during COVID. So I don't know how much of that affected the production, but I'm excited to see a uh, season two and what they can do with it. Um, with a little more time and obviously DC being like, do whatever the fuck you want. Cause this was a hit. Uh, I want a lot more hardcore in it. <laughs> of course. And, um, and this show put uh, Batmite into DCEU canon, so that's cool. It doesn't surprise me at all, James Gunn at the helm. Not at all. Right. So, I mean, there's there's stuff to like here. I think if you like superhero stuff and you like that kind of sense of humor, um, you definitely should check it out. But I also think you should temper your expectations as well. So, uh, yeah, three out of five for me for Peacemaker. Uh, you know, I think all of us at least would think you should watch it. Right, Mark? Yeah, I would say watch the first couple episodes if you're, you know, if you're feeling interested by that and you want to keep going, definitely keep going. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up before we tap it up and get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? Great question. Everybody, actually, everybody should go buy Elden Ring. I I have it. I haven't installed it. It's 60 gigs um, and I've been kind of lazy, but I've, I've seen non-stop talk about it online, non-stop memes about it, non-stop TikToks about it, everything. So I would assume that it's going to be just like Dark Souls. It's going to piss you off and it's going to be hard because that's what it seems like, which makes me want to install it even less. But it's beautiful. It looked beautiful. I know when I saw it at E3, I was like, this game looks phenomenal. So everybody should go buy it. All right. Markellis Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I want to recommend a, a TV show that's streaming on uh, Apple TV Plus. It's called The After Party. Uh, it's about these um, these guys who get together, guys and girls who get together at their high school reunion. Uh, they go to an after party. Are the girls mean to each other? Um, yeah, kind of actually. <laughs> I'm all in. Perfect. Uh, one of the guys, uh, the guy who was throwing a party, uh, gets murdered, and the uh, police. 
detective played by Tiffany Haddish is there to question everyone. So every suspect that she questions, they tell their side of the story and their side of the story kind of falls into a, a genre of film. Like the first guy tells what he experienced and his story is like a romantic comedy. Uh, the next guy tells what he experienced and his story is like the fast and the furious. Um, it's from Lord and Miller, you know, the guys that did uh, Mitchell's in the machines and into the spider verse. Uh, it's eight episodes. Each episode is kind of like a character and it's a mis- it's a murder mystery. Uh, and uh, it has a, it's really funny and really silly and uh, it's on Apple TV plus. So if you have that, definitely check it out. The after party. Awesome. Well, I will tell you to go check out SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's movie reviews, comic reviews, and so much more at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com backslash SoWizardPodcast. There are hours of free exclusive video content there. We've got interviews, we got more movie reviews, comic reviews on there, so much content for you there that's all free and all exclusive to YouTube and video, so go check it out at youtube.com backslash Podcast. We have a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Podcast, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive episodes and more. This month, it's the only place to hear our review of Turning Red. We've got our Star Wars talk video podcast there with special guest Montego from Star uh, fans on patrol and i will be reviewing myself on there as well uh black crab from netflix and a couple other things i've been watching as well black light starring liam neeson uh which i'll tell you is more like crap light so uh but you still should give us money and um yeah monetary support us get extra content and help out the show Woo! uh what is going on we are so close to episode 400 but we got one more episode to go so i think you should check out what we'll be reviewing next week on the show which is the new horror movie starring the foo fighters studio 666 so check that out on vod and in limited release in theaters and then come on back next week for episode 399 in a row holy crap we're so close to 400 it's really gonna happen but that's going to do it for this week, 398 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, my co-host, the queen of all hair metal, Aubrey Litchfield. <laughs> or fucking crickets or black pink songs. <laughs> <laughs> and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagan. Hey, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. We'll see you guys next week for Studio 666. Good journey. Now put your jet in gear. Anything to get you out of here. Gotta go hit that ride to the setting sun.